Welcome back into Kenton Bound, episode 25. So glad you could join us. Happy to have you here. Adam, fresh on back from New York. Trip out to BG, BDG. Almost, man, I'm messing up right away. BDGE. Got it. Big dogs got to eat. Got to eat. Got it, man. <laughs> you know? Got it. Yeah, man. I can't believe we're at 25 episodes here. Quarter century mark? Wow. Time's flying, ain't it? Is, is it not? Wow. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. What it a better nice. way to talk about it, too. I mean, this is a good episode right here. Yeah, we had an introduction to Warp there. It's good. Now, today's episode, tight ends are overrated. Sorry, <laughs> sorry not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This is this is coming from the tight end lover, too, man. I got, yeah, man. I got pictures behind me of the goats. <clears throat> tight mean, end you. Before I ruined my wall and had to put the Nick Chubb jersey up here, there used to be a uh, Kyle Pitts unicorn, you know? And then <laughs> we found out that wasn't really true. So we did warp last week, and a lot of why you and I both are kind of in agreement about tight ends that they're a l- they're overrated. I'm not even gonna say a little bit. I don't want to sugarcoat it. They're they're overrated. Yeah, I, I basically would be. I feel pretty confident, Mike, in saying because it's in the majority of our league. So everyone listening, um, there's a high high probability that in your league they're overrated. Like, yes, y- you have to get to the like uh, very rare level of tight end premium. And then that also relative to the field has to be high enough to where they're actually not overrated. So just so, by and large, just know they're overrated. So I had some interesting observations from a warp standpoint, looking at warp graphs and how they played out. Some of the leagues where tight ends actually mattered uh, is the leagues that have a ton of flex spots, like a ton of flex spots. Mm-hmm. And and just, just why Adam says most of your leagues probably don't matter. Because not only do you need to have a ton of flex spots, but you have to have a high tight end premium. And when I say high, I mean point, point and a half, two points. Like the the one that I found that was worth the most, it's a, it's a shit league of ours. Shit savage. No tight end spot. Tons of flexes all over the place. Best ball league. And the tight end premium is two points. Two points, yeah. yeah Means every time a tight end catches a pass, they're getting three points for a catch. Right. Tight ends in that league, you want to invest in them, go for it, right? We saw the, I think Cooper was in the championship, the uh, the introduction, the uh, <laughs> the man who who made the warp tool. The man he was a legend. Yeah, he was in the championship with like 17 tight ends on his best ball roster. Uh, and the guy who won the championship had Sam Laporte and Trey McBride. Not too bad. <laughs> he also had TJ Hawkinson, but, you know, that didn't work out so well. If TJ Hawkinson stays healthy, it might be, you know, RIP. <laughs> Right, but all those guys like in that kind of scoring and format, like if you're a decent tight end, that like, you're putting up twenty points. I'm pretty sure it's the same Laporta scored them thirty-one or something in the the fantasy championship. So, you want to invest in tight ends in that kind of league? Go for it. Um, sure. Two tight end leagues with high premium, like 
point and a half. I don't even know. I've, I'm in a few leagues, Adam, with like a full point premium in start two tight end leagues. And I'm, even then, like the tight ends just really don't feel like they matter all too much. Like, well, they just kind of feel like bodies, you know. The, the, the other thing you got to remember, though, too, is that, for example, like in a league like that, Mike, if you told me that their value was the same as it would be in a normal, regular tight end league, we probably can have a conversation. But there the reason, go. again, it's an issue is now, Mike, you're not the only person that knows that in a two tight end league that has a tight end premium that high that, oh, man, maybe I want to get a tight end. So <laughs> the value ends up becoming more to the point where you want to fade them, honestly. Well, let's talk about it from the dynasty value. Like, where are we starting at with these? So, for yep. those of you who don't know, Keep Trade Cut did put in tight end premium in there, in their qualifiers, so you can rank based on uh, certain tight end premiums. And some of the ranks are uh, absolutely insane for what they are. So, no tight end premium. Obviously, everybody knows what that means. Just whatever scoring wide receivers or running backs are getting, that's what tight end's getting, right? Yep. There's no start two tight end either. It's just one, your traditional who cares? Yep. Tight end plus. So this is their first level of tight end premium. Start one tight end. A mild to moderate scoring bonus for tight ends. Half PPR. Traditional. That's probably going to encompass what I would say at this point. I don't know of any leagues uh, that I play in. Specifically, with zero tight end premium? With zero, and we don't get a lot of questions without tight end premium. It's kind of standard at this point. At least a half point, right? Yeah, I mean, it, like I would say tight end premium... As a whole, it's it's very generic what that means. I mean, that doesn't give you any description. But, yeah, I, I think at least a small tight end premium, which for me I would categorize that as a half point per catch bonus, it's almost uh, – it's something you see pretty often. Um, now, like, if, if you're really talking about a league where it's no tight end premium, dude, I mean, you, you can basically tell me I'm, I'm just going to forget that that position exists almost. Like, yes. you know. Yep, yep, I'm done with it. Uh, their second level, tight end plus plus. So start two tight ends, keyword here, or an extreme bonus to the tight end scoring position, meaning a full point PPR bonus, or right. if you want to look at it as times, two times what a wide receiver would get. Right. And they're top of the tier, like the craziest ones. Start two tight ends and additional scoring bonus for tight ends compared to wide receivers. Extreme. That's just that's just it. That doesn't even include the extreme one, right? So it really should be a tight end uh, plus 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 four yeah, pluses. Because that three plus, right? That that's a guaranteeing that you're starting two tight end and the tight end premiums heavier heavier than one point. So uh, right, pretty we, wild. We, go, we can go even crazier, right? Shit, Savage would fall into the four plus. Category. Yeah, and the crazy part is that doesn't have anything to do with start tight ends because you don't have to start any, but the scoring's so ridiculous that you are going to want them. So if we just want to talk about it from the lens of, let's say it is a start two tight end league with a 0.5 or 0.75 tight end premium. I mm-hmm. know quite a few of those. We have quite a few of those leagues. Uh, warp graphs in those leagues, Adam, not good. Not good for the tight end. And it's twofold. It's twofold. One, um, compared to other positions that you'd rather start in your flex spots, they don't perform as well. The tight end premium really doesn't help them out. What it's helping is those elite guys who catch lots of passes. But here's the thing about warp. Not only maybe you'll have one or two of those guys sneak up there, but a majority of those guys are going to be in a flat tier, right? Tight ends, let's just say 4 to 14, are all kind of the same. That's that, that. See, that therein lies the other problem, though, Mike, is, that, is this part, is that even if you decide that there's enough of a premium that you want to chase it, 
you now have to go hit the right person. Like, I mean, year in and year out, Mike, we don't always do that. Honestly, <laughs> we really no. don't. Uh, let's just, uh, let's use keep trade cut ranks here just based on tight ends though. Well, when I say like, they're all kind of the same, um, tight end five is Dalton Kincaid. A little, I was hoping for a fall off this off season. I really was like, this was the guy I really liked coming out. Uh, then the, the hype got ridiculous as soon as he went to Buffalo in the first round and then he was propelled up way too high and then obviously didn't do much with uh, Dawson Knox on the field to begin the season and then Knox leaves and he has this massive blow up and Knox comes back and he kind of goes back to being mid but still showed enough like some moments with Knox on the field, especially playoff time where you're like... People didn't capture the warp, Mike, but we know what they <laughs> captured. They captured that visual with their eyes. Right, They're right, like, right. Oh. So I was kind of hoping that maybe the community would be a little bit more down on him and, you know, he could buy into a second-year dip. But so far, no dice at tight end five, Adam. It's not looking good for me well, buying and into Cade Cade. Especially with, uh, you know, a guy that did less in his first year in McBride, um, you know, doing what he did this year. People are just it, – it's it's hard, man. It's hard when you have a guy as talented as Kincaid that people saw a little bit of flash. The way the community values tight end and values youth, it's just – Mike, I don't have any Kincaid, honestly, anymore. I, I, I really don't. I don't have a single Kincaid share, man. So if I had to ask you, though, that's tight end five in Dynasty Ranks. What's the difference between him and tight end 13 and Cole Komet? Like keep trade cut value? <laughs> not, not, not even what keep trade. Just honest, that's a question. Oh, okay. To, me, to, in your opinion, like what's the difference between the two? Maybe, maybe a second. I don't know. Like... <laughs> probably is not. there is there a difference that's why i said maybe like i mean i mean I, I i will take kincaid ahead of Komet, of course because of community perception like production wise mike i don't think i would spend a second to go up to kincaid honestly okay well we got a, a pat Fryermuth at 17 people really hate patty f that much they do. 17 <clears throat> they do mike so uh i did a video that dropped a couple days ago a teardown video where i said i would go from garrett wilson to drake london I'm sorry, Chris Olave to Drake London and get Pat Fryermuth as my plus. I'm like, for a guy that doesn't like to invest in the position, this is a nice little plus. People screaming. Like, what are you talking uh, about? You know it. what I mean? Yeah, nah. I get you. <clears throat> people, uh, hate, people hate them some Patty Fryermuth right now, man. Dallas Goddard's behind him. Tight end 18. That that one might be the most ridiculously egregious one that I've seen. Like, I, I Mike, I, I know that Dallas Goddard has kind of felt for a little bit now, a little overvalued. But just, just explain it to me, my friends. I mean, we're talking about Luke Musgrave. <laughs> Why? I, Isaiah Likely. He's a backup tight end. Michael Mayer. <laughs> I don't get it. But Don't we hope that Michael Mayer kind of becomes something like Dallas Goddard? We'd be thrilled. I'd be thrilled on the, the rosters I have Michael Mayer if he if he became Dallas Goddard. That, that was his ceiling. What, what be we... like, I was a good career for Michael Mayer. Good job, buddy. Dallas Goddard is literally giving me every bit of the vibes of like Njoku and Ingram however did a lot more early on like yes I don't, I don't get it man I don't get it started from a better place uh same for Pat Fryermuth uh just looking at this um you know I'm not a big tight end guy but if these rankings were to hold true and people are letting these guys go for tight end 17 18 prices which you and I've done a ton of startups Adam we're talking about guys who are double digit round startup dudes Right, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth round type guys. <laughs> Count Mike in. Mike will be back in on the tight ends at those prices <laughs> for sure. 
What is interesting, though, is now it feels like about tight end 24, at least for what we have right now, um, it, it does start to feel like, okay, there's... Yuck. Yeah, like, we're... we're I want to be out of the position about here. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Now, in best ball, I'll just keep throwing all these dudes behind. I don't care. Like, you can just pile them up, right? Give me Greg, Gerald Everett, John o. Smith still. But the tight end position, I don't know if it's because it's of the the lack of depth in this class is probably part of it. But uh, it feels like this time last year, it was a little bit longer of a list that, you know, you're like, all right, I can still throw this guy out and feel like I still am decent at tight end. Right. So this is uh, this is two tight ends with a with a plus, with a with a bonus scoring 0.5 0.75 however you kind of want to do it nothing crazy mm-hmm. but these are where they rank um adam sam laporta is the overall number six player this and this is super flex too right like this is I, I just want to make sure i'm being clear about this this is the overall number six player i'm the biggest sam laporta fan there is I'm the first Sam Laporta fan in this space. All right. Yep. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. <laughs> I'm out here touting him three years ago when he's just a freshman playing USC in a holiday bowl. Okay. Sam Laporta is that dude. There is absolutely, I would have to be drunk uh, off my ass <laughs> to draft Sam Laporta at six in a super flex startup. Joe Burrow or Sam Laporta? Hmm. Sammy, oh my Sammy gosh. ball game, right? The only caveat I can make is the case. If you go look at Warpcraft's Adam, this if you just look at it, like the the shit Savage League, which I brought up, which is ridiculous. Three points per tight end catch, no flexes. They yep. have a good one. I think he is Sam Laporta or the top tight end might might have been Hawkinson, but total total warp for the year. I think they're within the top six. If you wanted to make that argument in that specific league, okay. I still think it's wrong. <laughs> Adam, if we were to redo this startup, knowing what you know now about the tight end scoring and looking at the warp graph, are you even considering a tight end, whoever it is, at six if you're on the clock in that league? Not in the first round. I mean, now you could probably convince me that if we're talking about, you know, the early part of the second maybe or something like that, right? That's we make more that fair. Turn, we make the turn, and I'm having a hard time differentiating what the differences are in positional spots here. Okay, maybe here I'll take one. You're faced with the choice of like QB ten off the board, right? A rookie pick. Do I want? Um, do I really want to take Trevor Lawrence? Like, probably not, right? Right. There might be a situation too in that kind of league where you're like, hey, I don't know who really the tight end one is between Sam Laporte and Trey McBride. So here, I'm gonna take both. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> something along those lines. But that's more like a back end first conversation, early second. That's kind of when you you would have that. How about the mid part of the first round of a super flex startup? See, see the problem, like in this league now, this again would just come down to preference. I, I personally won't do it at six, but if you told me that this is what the warp graph looked like, and you're saying because there's a lot of flex options because the tight end score so much, my goal is to get you know four of the top ten or whatever, and you think they're good enough to stay in that range, you could build your team that way. And this warp, at least, you could give me an argument that. Even though I would disagree to your point, Mike, like I would disagree with the build there, but okay, like I see the scenario here. The problem for me in that top six spot, just like vehemently disagreeing disagreeing with that, is because it's still super flex, and I still do not want to have two spots which are filled by this bottom red line, which is where the quarterback is, um, 
where you're very suboptimal at the quarterback position. Like everything I'm going to get at the tight end position, I'm going to lose back right here. That's my yeah. problem. Now I'm in the, the super turd range of quarterbacks where I'm fighting an uphill battle. So even if I look back to this, it isn't that extreme. It's just a notch below. But even if I wanted to do it, let's just assume it's that extreme. Like these rankings were that extreme. A three-point, you know, right. no flexes. The, the warp graph looks amazing for him. Sam Laporta at six over C.D. Lamb, Jamar Chase, <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Joe Burrow, Amon Ra, Amon Ra, Caleb Williams, Marv, Marv, Jaden Daniels. The list keeps going. Everybody that you haven't heard, you know, the top five people you could think of, pretty easy. There, he's ahead of all of them. Brock Bowers, overall sixteen, the tight end two in the ahead, ranks. Ahead of Gibbs, man. You know, ahead of Bijan. So this is telling me that Caleb's Caleb Williams would go one on one in people's rookie drafts. And people would take Brock Bowers at number two? Three. Marvin Harrison, Caleb, and then Brock. Ooh, well, I, Marv snuck in there. We're good. Yep. Okay. My, well, I was really about to blow a gasket. Nah. Like, nah. Oh. Okay, I would be with you. All right. So, Jade Nadels, Drake May, Malik Neighbors, they still want Brock. I mean, I will say, given the warp graph, if you like hated Jaden Daniels, I could understand it. But I'm not there personally, you know, because I see that the they're still the quarterback. The high end quarterbacks are still basically the same as the high end tight ends. So um, think about that pick number two, 16. That's saying like 204, Adam. Yeah. 205. Right. But it's it's again, it, Brock Bowers goes ahead of every running back. That's, a, that's nuts. Uh, Trey McBride, end of the second round at 23. TJ Hawkinson, who's going to miss, you know seven eight weeks now here's here's where i think this scoring could make sense like imagine this shit survives we're talking about kind of as the baseline here okay imagine though that in that scoring you have to start two tight ends okay now would you give this a lot a little closer to reality yes that would be a little bit closer to reality there you go i think i had i had to start it every single week I feel yes. like I'm when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at shit savage, but we got to start two tight ends, and then, then you could still flex him if you wanted to. That's it feels what, like that's it, what it feels like. It feels like it's off like one, right? Yeah, it feels like it's off. It, it feels like it's a three point per catch tight end premium with a you know start two, but it's yeah. being masqueraded as just a start two with a half point PPR. There you go. That's what it feels like. I'm looking at. And that's what it feels like. The values are currently which at. we would be having an entirely different conversation if that was the, the the fact but it's not just keep trade cut so if you want to say that well that's just theirs and you know people mess that up or whatever it is these are actual values sometimes i see in some of the questions you and i get with tight end premium right you say tight end premium and start to tight end all of a sudden people get this in their mind that oh man tight end should be i should be taking a brock bowers in the mid part of a second round no no, you shouldn't. You go look at the warp tool and tell me that that's the case. Because I can tell you for a matter of fact, I play in a lot of those. It's false. <laughs> Don't do it. You know, you get... to, just stop real quick. If, if you were to clip that, the people that were listening, their brain would go to, I got to go in it first. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, people. Here's the other problem, Mike, is that we're human nature is to go like just capture the best ones right it's just what we do we want to have the best quarterback the best we want to now where you end up forcing yourself to say i don't have to have the best one is when you take a look at the warp graph and you're saying okay 
I know I'm not going to be the best at this position, so I'm going to invest or try to be better at receiver or quarterback. But it's human nature to want to have the best player at all these spots. And the tight end spot still is one of those where this year, if you had Sam Laporta, you were probably having a good chance to win, right? And people see that type of stuff, and they want to try to chase it, regardless of if it's worth it or not. So I don't know, man. I I don't – here's the thing. I just told you that, like where you could maybe argue those values. Like how many of those leagues exist? Seriously. Very few. Like that's, that's the problem. That's where the information as a whole, you need to almost like make the, make a different color font or something. Like if you're reading this and trying to value this, double check your settings, you know, like. To, to good point too. Like one, how many of those exist, but two, even if you did it. Okay. Even if that did exist and you did it. Think about the inherent risk. I'm just going to read off the tight ends in in Shit Savage, who are good scorers, right? Uh, the number one tight end, TJ Hawkinson, as far as warp goes, right? The fourth overall player. I think he was might have been like tight end three heading in, you know, when we did the draft or around that time, or yep. even like right before the season. So if you projected that, great. Like that paid off for you. Good. He was in the realm. Who had Evan Ingram at six? <laughs> Where were we getting him last year, Adam? I can tell you it was double nobody. digit rounds because I got a lot of them. Nope, nobody had him that high, dude. I I remember vividly getting Ingram shares at like the ninth round. Travis Kelsey, okay, he came in at eight. He would have been the tight end one for most people drafted. You and I would have been touting that. Okay, no, that I mean, fair. in a league like this, if you're doing it, you were drafting Travis Kelsey, right? Sam like, La- Sam Laporta. No matter what you said about the draft capital, that guy wasn't going like that. That was a double-digit round tight end dude right there. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if last year you had a crystal ball and you're saying the tight end scoring looked like this, you just couldn't put the names to it, Travis Kelsey's the first pick. Easy. David David Njoku at 13. No. <laughs> double-digit You and Ingram right were basically like in that same mix. I got another one for you. Trey McBride. We gave our buddy uh, Cody Rosterbader a lot of crap for his Trey McBride love. <laughs> and it did take... A Zach Ertz injury for Trey McBride to get the full duty, but sure smashed once he did. Sure, sure rocketed up the ranks, but that's not where he started. He wasn't in top 12 discussions. No, no gosh, <laughs> no, man. <laughs> he wasn't in top 12 discussions. Mike, I remember, uh, I remember I have a league where I had Laporta and Trey McBride in a, in a lineup start one, and I kind of was like, I got to get rid of one of these guys. I mean, you know, but nobody was projecting that. Trey McBride was maybe like tight end 15 at that time. Uh, Cole Komet uh, finished 28th overall in that league. He was tight end eight. Another double-digit round kind of guy. Um, and most of these guys, now it like really falls off. This is where the warp Kincaid swings. At nine. Yeah, Kincaid at nine. This is where the warp really starts to swing, and you got to start finding Jake Ferguson, another guy in there. The point is, you got to not only be convicted in doing it, but you got to pick the right ones. Because if you pick the wrong ones, you pick the Mark Andrews of the world. Kyle Pitts. <laughs> the Kyle Pitts of the world. Kyle Pitts tied uh, in 17 in this league, Mike. You can, I can almost guarantee you he wasn't drafted as well. No, no. You got to pick him correctly, and that's the, that's the hard thing. Like That's <clears> an inherent risk that you're putting into that strategy already. Because if you miss one, all of a sudden somebody was getting an A.J. Brown after you just took a tight end at the uh, you know 212 instead of deciding that you wanted to take A.J. Brown who was hanging around. He's like, yeah. I got a top five warp option at wide receiver. Good luck to you making this up. 
Now, and, and this is the reason we say the warp swings here. I just want to clarify this. Um, if you were looking at a graph, like if you were actually having the warp graph in front of you, so while the tight ends for those first 10 are sitting there in the range where you're saying, all right, I'm getting a tight end that's better than probably the field almost, right? Or in the mix of what the yes. field is. Now, specifically at 11, this yellow line has dipped to the lowest line out there. So you, now, even though the tight end premium is crazy, you are missing capturing that above all the other replacement positions now you are now it's antithetical so what you spent you're better off having the running back line all the way until like rb28 like you have to understand that when we're talking about not only do you have to hit once you go past a certain point even with this premium you didn't hit man you you big time whiffed yeah, you, you talk about like the the line shifts, right? Where it goes, uh, would you rather have RB ten or RB eleven or tight end eleven? Well, it's clearly RB eleven, but it's not just a one for one in warp, right. right? Like where you say it goes all the way down. If you match up what tight end eleven's warp is with RB twenty eight's warp, you're like, oh, very similar players. Now, where RB twenty eight is going in your drafts versus where tight end eleven is going to end up going in your drafts, vastly, vastly different conversations. Especially when we're talking about the values of you know two tight ends in the first round. Yes, yes, you pushed it up to an absolute extreme. So when I looked at this and I was like, man, I can't believe all these tight ends like ranking in the top fifty. I mean, I go down to fifty and try to find a tight end around here. We might be, wow, they're so high on these guys. Uh, Kyle Pitts is tight end seven. So you got seven tight ends at least within the top 50 of overall ranks, Adam. In Superflex. In Superflex. If I go 60 and I just say five rounds, oh, my. Uh, Travis Kelsey comes in at number 60 on the dot, tight end eight. So eight tight ends in the first five rounds of a Superflex draft. Eight tight ends. Now, this is where, like, I think sometimes with values and stuff, you have to understand. So, like, Mike, it just when we say it's overrated, too, understand that I, in certain tight end premiums, now there's the A war of tight end life, which we can get into later or in a separate episode, but that basically the idea with the A war of tight end life is that you're going to kind of forego the position in a regular tight end lineup league and just fill in whatever you can get your hands on that doesn't cost anything. Depending on what the tight end premium is, I'll kind of forego that. So if you're telling me it's something like this, I probably want to still get a tight end of meaning. But Mike, here's the thing. Now I'm looking at a guy like David Njoku or George Kittle, who I still think have that high end upside at the position, but I can get them after DK Metcalf. So sometimes like just understanding the name cachet that goes to the Dalton Kincaid's, right? The Those guys makes him even more overrated, I guess is kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, big time overrated. The other thing I wanted to look at was what the current deals were going down. So I used our tool, the lab. Love it, South Harmon FF pulled it up. Such a uh, game changer, this tool, man. I, seriously, go check it out if you want to get real-time deals on price check, man. So, so cool. Yeah, I mean, these are all recent, too, in real leagues. Um, all these are pulled off of... So the way it, it works, at least to my understanding, and JCap can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but when you type in your username, right, it's going to pull up me, and I'm going to go and I'm going to go look at the trades, and it's going to pull trades from everybody that I'm in a league with 
and everybody that they're in a league with. It's like right. the, the the six degrees of Kevin Bacon or seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the field all, all of a sudden becomes massive, right? Correct. If, so you, like, if you're in a league with me, well, I have 40 people or 40 leagues, and now you take that 40 times the 12 people I'm in a league with, and then you multiply it by everybody they're in a league with. <laughs> it's a massive web, right? So it's like every person that you're in a league with now, every person that they played in any league with, that's the, the web casting. Now, if you want to take, if you want to go out from that to just every league in general, you go to the price check tool. But the, you can pull her up. But the crazy part is, it just just on that spot, Mike, you're probably talking about hundreds of trades already. Yes, yes, like, just on that cool one part. And the cool part is why uh, the price check tool is cool, um, where you just get to look as a whole. I, I do like that one, but the one where it's like more specific to me. It's because sometimes I will catch one of my league mates like slipping in there, and I'm like, I know that guy. I know what league I'm in with that one. <laughs> I can't. He did this deal. All right, time the to league, go see if we get something done. <laughs> the league mate league trades, by the way. So, Mike, I'm I have mine up with you. So, there's right now in across the players that I play in in all my leagues, and that's not as many as Mike is in. I have two thousand seven hundred forty nine trades. So you can that, find a lot of stuff about your piece. league mates out in this type of trade. So yeah, go ahead. I'm, I just wanted to at least shout that out real quick. So, so the first one I was going to look at was Sam Laporta. So I got a uh, a half point tight end premium. Start one. Sam Laporta acquired for Dallas Goddard in the twenty four one oh six. It is wow. a super flex league too, Adam. So wow. Which would you rather have in there? I'm a Sam Laporta guy, but hello Dallas Goddard in the one oh six. I, I'm a Dallas Goddard fan all of a sudden today, you know, with that 106 in there. Oh, we got Sam Laporta being acquired for the 24 112, okay? Mm-hmm. The 24 110, and a 25 first. Three first round picks for Sammy Bolge. It is a one point tight end premium. Mike, that makes him a top six player. <laughs> you know, that's like trading for Joe Burrow. All, all of a sudden, man. <laughs> Justin Herbert. The math seems to check out. Oh, well, this one uh, doesn't fit the narrative, but we got to read it out because we talked about it a little bit. You've been so good on this one. Garrett Wilson was acquired for Sam Laporta, Calvert Ridley, and a third. There you go. I mean, wow. That's kind of crazy, no? Yeah, that's a little nuts. It's a pass. (laughs) Has. I think the Sammy Sammy Ball game side on that one. Like, yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. you can have the Garrett Wilson one. Uh geez, man. Apparently, the difference between Sam Laporta and Trey McBride is bigger than I thought, too. So, Sam Laporta in a third for Trey McBride, the two hundred one, and a flyer in Zach Moss. <clears throat> Mike, there was a trade uh, we graded. I think maybe a couple weeks ago. Now it was similar. It was Trey McBride, a second and a third, or Sammy Ball game. And I was like, this isn't close. There should be no debate here. And I was getting told that you're crazy. Like, Sam Laporte is worth that. Easy. So, I think you're right. I think there is a bigger difference between Sam Laporte for a lot of people in Dynasty. So, I'm just easily... Mike, either one of those there. I'm just taking the better pick. Forget that Zach Moss is a flyer almost. You know, like, I'll I'll take him, sure. But, like, you give me the 201? I I think I'm view... I view Kincaid... I'm sorry, not Kincaid, but Laporta and Trey McBride. So similarly, I'll just take the better pick. I'm happy. <laughs> we found one. Finally found one. No tight end premium. Start one. Super vanilla. Okay. Sam Laporta for the 104 in a super flex league. Wow. <laughs> He's nice like that, apparently. <laughs> so straight up, you get 
you get your your pick at the 104 right so you're gonna yep. you're gonna probably miss on marv that's neighbors or something like that straight yes. up right like man neighbors trick may maybe a maybe a Jaden daniels if Jane Daniels fall. falls. Like it's not going to be Caleb and it's not going to be Marv. We know that. That's uh that one's wild to me. How about Kyle Pitts in the 107 or Sam Laporta and Rashid Shahid? Sheesh, man. Similar to the Dallas Goddard thing, I'll go ahead and just I'll bet on Kyle Pitts, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna take that one. And that might be one of those too, Mike, where I'm also in like a 4D type idea. Like I'm looking to flip Pitts later, but um I mean, I, I think I could understand people. Like, I think here's the thing: that type of a trade, it's not for me. I could understand people though, feeling like they're getting more secure at tight end. They're just kind of out on pits. But I consolidating to go to a tight end like that is just not the way I'll ever want to get to a tight end position. No, absolutely not. The other one I was going to look at: T.J. Hawkinson. Now, I've been on the uh, the sell trade for T.J. Hawkinson. It's mostly just related to how twenty four is going to playoff for him he had a fantastic year in 23 but right late season acl mcl hasn't bode well for for pass catchers hasn't bode well for running backs who suffer multi-ligament knee injuries in the return the next year uh even after that kind of remains to be seen uh, no offense to like chris godwin he's just kind of been fine i know the offense has changed pretty drastically and tom brady wasn't the greatest the last year he was there but you have a small window in dynasty sometimes, right? And if you spend a couple of years towards the top and then something bad happens to you and then eventually the community catches on that, hey, the following year after this multi-ligament knee injury, okay, we were wrong ranking you so high, now we adjust. And then it's really hard to climb right back into that. Like once you get knocked down that far, it's pretty much over for you. So it's kind of yeah. like, uh, you know, yeah. I love, you and I both love Brandon Ayuk, but say, knock on wood, something bad were to happen to Brandon Ayuk this offseason, the dynasty value ain't ever approaching top 12 ever again, Adam. It's done. Yeah. yeah just he, because of the age and like where he's at in his timeline. It's just how it works. Yeah. I mean, the odds are less than 2% probably. He'd have to come back um, ahead of schedule. He'd have to smash, and his points per game would have to be so difference meaning for him to honestly Mike even at that point get into the back half discussion of wide receiver one like it's yeah. it's basically over right he, his uphill battle is so much uphill that you could basically say he's wide receiver 15 or lower for the rest of his career pretty safely so that kind of coupled in with TJ Hawkinson he's not going to to play a majority of the 24 season we don't know how it's going to be when he returns if there's a ramp up time you always run the risk of uh, overcompensation injuries too you know you blow out your right knee and all of a sudden you're pulling your left hammy like continuously real quick not to cut you off but i just wanted to say I, in one of the leagues i'm in with a league mate mike i'm looking at four first two 24s two 25s sam laporta so what yeah <laughs> what yeah gone what's what's the tight end premium it just says one tight end with one premium so i think it's just a regular one point well that beats the one i was gonna throw out so it was tj hawkinson in the 410 for dk metcalf in the 203 Mm. which one you want there a dk in the 203 all right i'm I'm in agreement (laughs) i just wanted to make sure but mike i mean i know people are crazy about the board Four, four firsts in a in a in a super flex league, was that for Laporta or Hawkinson? That was for Laporta. That's why I want to say okay. before you switch gears into okay. TJ. No, gotcha. no, that's Laporta one. But um, psh, man, four first man. This is like Patrick Mahomes level. Josh <laughs> Allen. 
Dude, if you tell me two of them are in this class, like I don't even you don't even need to give me pick numbers. You can take four firsts and throw it at the guy who's got Jalen Hurts who might be listening to the BS right now. And well, Mike, what I would basically do here is liquidate Sam Laporta with these four firsts, and now I'm like, all right, I got a whole new game I'm playing here now, right? Like, what can I go buy? Do I have any other firsts or seconds out here? Like, what can all this liquidity get me? It should be able to get you almost any position that you want, any player that you want. How about this TJ Hawkinson one? Just done a few days ago. Valentine's Day. Okay. DJ Hawkinson or Hollywood? It's a 212, a 25 first, and a 25 second. What a sweetheart deal. <laughs> what a sweetheart deal. <laughs> sweetheart deal for uh, Gabe Gabe Hines, 16. Shout out to Gabe Hines, 16. Oh, man. I was, I was thinking you were getting ready to tell us that was our Gabe, you know? Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Uh what if I told you it was just a 25 first and second for TJ Hawkinson in a one-point start two tight end league? One-point premium start two tight end league. I think that's fair value, but I want the picks. Okay. What yeah. about you? Yeah, i take the picks. You add in uh, Hollywood in a 212, I'll take it. Because I'm probably going to draft a tight end at the 212. No cap. There you go. <laughs> it's going to be a Dolan Holker, uh, our boy Kate Stover. That was such Let's a film go. darling for us when we're watching. We're, we we tune in every Friday night in the Discord to watch film, right? This is a shout-out to Xbox for coming up with this idea. So we sit down with the patrons Friday night. You know, I have a cold one, and we, we put on the film. I'm not a film expert, but I watched a lot of football in my lifetime, and uh, guys who are good at football really tend to stand out. <laughs> and they especially stand out when you go play-by-play. <laughs> So we're watching Marvin Harrison Jr. film, the first one we do. And I'm like, dang, Marv is killing it. But there's one guy that kept standing out through all, I think we watched three or four games of Marv film. One guy kept standing out. It's your boy. Cade Stover was standing out, man. He's getting in there. He's putting his nose in, doing the dirty work, blocking. Uh, When Kyle McCord couldn't figure out what he wanted to do with his life, his answer was, where's Cade Stover? (laughs) Cade out here making spectacular catches. So... Yeah, I'll draft Cade Stover at the 212 in this format. A two tight end, one tight end premium. What if he gets third round, fourth round draft capital? All of a sudden, cool. Cool, I'm getting a tight end back anyways. And I'm getting the first. And the second. And Hollywood Brown. That's an easy one for me. Easy. Yeah, I'm with you. TJ Hawkinson with a 106 and 211. Yeah, picks. 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 Oh... TJ Hawkinson or Kyle Pitts, straight up. I like the conviction on this one. What are you doing here? I think I might even just stay with the TJ side, honestly. I'm taking Kyle Pitts side. Are you? Just if this you was think, the... You, you think you could flip it for more? Is that basically why? If this was the best deal I could get. Right? Okay. I would much rather sell for some of these other TJ Hawkinson like pieces if these deals were even remotely possible. But, you know, some of the leagues we play in, some people are pretty tight. And the best you're going to get is a one-for-one. Like, the best you'll get is a conviction-type trade like this. And I'm convicted on the fact that TJ Va- Hawkinson is going to have a hard time recovering this tight end three ceiling, this kind of mirage that he's got right now. Not that he didn't earn it with his play, but then the injury just shattered most of that. Right. I have a hard time thinking he's going to get back to that, and we might be having this Dallas Goddard conversation here, like, real soon, as soon as 2025 offseason, where it's like, hey, look at TJ Hawkinson's rig, like, tight end 16. <laughs> This is nuts. I should go get some TJ Hawkinson. So if that's the case, if this is the best deal I could get, 
I would take the Kyle Pitts side because I have I have chance for upside. I have chance for Kyle Pitts to get a quarterback, and I have a chance for Kyle Pitts in a new regime to uh, separate himself. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, Kyle Pitts in his third year. Yeah, there's the breakout we always wanted. This is the Kyle Pitts we want, and I have a chance for Kyle Pitts to kind of be like a Trey McBride type. Then, boom. Then I can flip for far more than what I could trade an injured TJ Hawkinson for in the season. Yeah, I mean, I think I think here's the thing for me. I this would be a trade I would make, Mike. Like I'd be exhausting my TJ Hawkinson trade outs. I I just basically don't want to make this trade right now in February. Now, now if we're talking, I'm getting to the point where it's like late June, early July, or I'm sorry, late late July, early August, and I have to start thinking about my lineup, and I still have TJ Hawkinson. I'd probably pip it one for one for that Kyle Pitts uh, at that point. But right now, I think like there's something about this injury that hasn't set in for people. And I feel like I'd be able to flip for something better. It's the only reason I'd stay with my TJ Hawkinson right now. I can get by on that one. Um, <clears throat> how about this? I don't know where this pick lands. So I did pivot to a guy who hasn't earned it, like TJ Hawkinson has. Okay. Dalton Gingate. So I don't know where this 24 first is, and this would mean everything to me. But Dalton Gingate, a 24 first and 24 third. And the other manager acquired Puka Nakua and a 24 second. I mean, no tight end premium. I, I don't even think, Mike, can I tell you the truth? I don't even think it matters what that pick number is unless it's incredibly early. The 103. Yeah, top four pick probably for me. Anything else, it's gone. See ya. I'm tossing Dalton Kid all the time to get Puka. Puka, God. Puka? Come on now. I mean, come on, people. Did you watch the Celebrity All-Star game? The man's got hops. Bro, I mean... He's different. Like, let's just say it. He's different. How about this one? Um, what about straight I, up from McBride? No. <laughs> oh, McBride. Come on. Come on. <laughs> How about uh, Devontae Smith and Dalton Kincaid? Or the 104 and the 106? What are we doing? That's super <laughs> price, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Stop well, it. What are we doing? Yeah, you throw Smitty in, and I was like, okay, maybe. And then I saw the pick numbers, and I went, oh, my gosh. I'll do this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. It's not a tight end, but would you trade, I know, easily, Kincaid or the 106? You would take the 106. Yeah. Uh, in this class, here's the thing, right? I think Brock Bowers, at a minimum, because he's in this class, like is going to either go ahead of the 106, or I, he's going to be valued ahead of Kincaid, right? And I'm because of him in this there you class, go. I'm already heading in ahead, so that's where I'm at. That's the logic behind it. Oh, my. Uh, this person is in a league with me, so I have to go do some research after this one. <laughs> um, and I got to tell Adam because I'm pretty sure he's in the league with Adam, too. <laughs> the people but, need to know. The people. Think about the people. Uh, Jaden Reed, Dalton Kincaid, and a 24 first. Okay. So we got some pieces in here. That's a lot. It's nice. But on the other side, being acquired is Anthony Richardson, 24 first, 24 second, 24 third. Goodness. <laughs> you tell me all I need to get A-Rich is. A-Rich? Uh, you know, so, I do a I mean, first swap. <laughs> when you just cancel the deals out, right, just start, cancel out those first. I'm okay still, even if I'm going back a little bit, right? Like, you just say you're trading back, but you're getting the, the first and the second, for right. example. I, it's... It's not that difficult, man. That's crazy. <laughs> Jane Reed and Kincaid for A. Rich. Oh, my. Done. You, I got to trade back in the first for that? Sure. 
<laughs> you don't even really have to because you're going to get a second as well, right? right. That's your trade back price. Right. There you go. And the sure. third. Yeah, and then maybe I'll take another tight end dart throw with the third round. <sighs> it's uh, it's something else, man. Uh, Dalton what about, what about for Sam Laporta straight up? And this what? happened. What about some liquidating the tight end position out of there, right? We're talking about overrated, all right? So what if you're just, like, going to move on from your Kincaid chair and you get Rasheed Rice in the 211? Oh, Rasheed Rice in the 211. Liquidate. Done. <clears throat> I think this is another way to look at it is if you really are, can get behind it and you're like, I want to liquidate, and you start thinking about and seeing some of these type deals, Mike. Again, um, so let's use this one here. 108 in the 201. Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. You get two picks. You don't get you don't you're not replacing Kincaid, right? But you're foregoing him to get the one hundred eight and the two hundred one, right? Like that's one of those where lowest lowest pick you would take in a superflex league for a Dalton Kincaid. One for one, one for one. Ooh, that's a great question. I think the one hundred eight right now, I'm taking easily. No, no question. I, I think that, I... I think that one's one hundred percent. I'm pivoting the one hundred eight every time. I will liquidate. Every tight end I have for, let me think about this here, being calculated with how I say it. Every single tight end in fantasy football right now, no matter what the tight end premium was, I would sell one for one for the 106 or better. So that's, that includes the shit savage league? Yes. Uh, a tight end like Dalton Kincaid, same principle. I would sell him for anything one ten or better. I was gonna say uh, one hundred eight's easy. I think one hundred nine and one ten. Um, I still personally like just because I think Kincaid carries so much value. I kind of want to see a little more shake out with the combine and the draft capital and stuff. I, I don't have to have the the capital all the way, but I want to make sure that things are aligning. But I'm with you on that one. I'm probably taking the one hundred nine and one ten there as well. TJ Hawkinson, I would sell for anything 112 or better in just your standard tight end premium league. Standard tight end premium, Mike, I would sell I would sell for any first. And that includes the 25. Now, I'm not probably going to go out to 26 because I'll end up just holding that thing, right? Yeah. But yep. uh, 25 first, I would take two. Yeah. Uh, so we looked at trade value. They trade incredibly high. We looked at keep trade cut value. People rank them incredibly high. How about South Harmon ADP? Startup value. Where are they going? Sam Laporta. First tight end off the board at the 303. Now, this encompasses all real drafts. So. Yeah, all real money drafts with just tight end premium, right? Yep. So there's going to be some tight end premiums that are high, some that are just mid. It's going to be all. But uh, 303, tight end one, going ahead of Chris that puts Olave. Him at the 20, pick 27, for the record. So pretty different than that one where we saw pick six with the crazy tight end premium. Right? Yes. A little bit farther back. But Sam Laporte at the 303 or Chris Olave, Justin Fields. Jaden Daniels, Jonathan Taylor, Malik Neighbors, Tua, Drake May, Brandon Ayuk. Choose your fighter, Adam. It's not going to be Laporta. <laughs> Is that dead last for you? I mean, I maybe could, JT. I, I could see. I was just going to say Jonathan Taylor is probably the one that I would take. Um, I would take Laporta ahead of Jonathan Taylor. I think. Uh, Brock Bowers and Trey McBride are back to back here, four hundred five, four hundred six, respectively. Devontae Smith, DJ Moore, HN, Michael Pittman, Drake London, Rome Adunze. Ooh. Choose your fighter. I mean, Mike, I think I'm taking all those receivers right now, for sure. Easily. 
The only Wrong one that the only one we'd have the caveat with, I'm with you, is probably the running back in HN. Yeah. No offense. Love you. But that's a episode that we did on 40 chess about running backs dying. <laughs> yeah, and it's <laughs> we're good. And it's just the risk that I'm carrying in that like if you tell me I have to hold, like I know, Mike. Here, here's what I know. Look at Dalton Kincaid. Can I just tell you why for me, like process wise? Dalton Kincaid didn't really smash anything in his rookie season, right? He just showed enough for a little bit of time. Look where he's at. Brock Bowers and Trey McBride are are basically telling, from what I know about how the community views things, like those guys are going to be safe to his level right now. So A-Chain goes out and gets hurt again and doesn't do anything. Look at the fall that could happen for him. So that's where the difference for me is easily going to be taking those tight ends. Their value insulation. Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, 501-502. Rasheed Rice, Jared Goff, Tank Dell, Kenneth Walker, Zay Flowers, T. Higgins, Jordan Addison, DK, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. All all of the above that isn't Kenneth Walker, basically. (laughs) Dalton and Kate over T. Higgins, Jordan Addison, DK, JSN. Nah. Kyle Pitts over, skip the running backs, uh, Diggs, Jaden Reed, Debo. Any of those guys? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, Travis Kelsey over Pickens, Brian Thomas, Devontae Adams, Troy Franklin. <clears throat> I mean, can I say at least with Kelsey, like you're taking a ton of risk, but if he's back and he's got his head on straight, like I can see where his production might matter in a heavy tight end premium. But okay. any type of non-heavy tight end premium, Mike, what do we – come on, man, stop it. Uh, George Kittle, David Njoku over Cooper Cup, Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, Keon Coleman, Christian Watson. Like, I'd be fine with those guys over Christian Watson, frankly, right? Like, there's some of them there. Like, it, it's a little more reasonable because, again, the values versus the players around them. But okay. more, more and, often than not, I'm taking receivers with you. And, and I'm with you. Once we probably got down to that tight end eight range, like the, the ADPs, the dynasty value, the keep trade cut is a lot more reasonable. Now, the only pushback I'll have is... David and Joku in the seventh. You and I both love him, right? Or Dallas Goddard in the tenth. Yeah, I want the tenth. Yes, okay. I'll wait. Uh, George Kittle in the seventh, or Pat Fryermuth in the twelfth. Man, that's a lot of value. Now I do have my worries about Patty, but I'll take that worry on for that type of a difference, right? Yep. Uh, Travis Kelsey in the sixth. Dalton Schultz in the 12th. I mean, until we find out otherwise, I mean, Dalton Schultz is still going to have a chance to catch balls from CJ. I mean, come on, man. Let's go. It's a 12th round. This is like where uh, the old school keeper leagues that we used to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you got to right. figure out which draft round you're giving up. And I'm telling you, if these were my choices, I'm with you, Adam. I'm just going to take the lower tight end. There's an opportunity, what, they score 70, 80, 90% of those guys above them? And for some of them, there's an opportunity they actually just score more points flat out and brick them. And tell I got Dal- five, six Dalton rounds. Dalton couldn't end up being the top seven tight end yeah. next year, right? Very well could be. Very well could be. Shit, I mean, Brevin Jordan looked good there for a stretch while he was out. <laughs> that right. dude was dead. <laughs> Brevin Jordan just gets open with enough space to run 170 plus, you know? Boom. <laughs> I haven't heard of half of these guys. This guy here is dead. <laughs> Cross him off then. Cross him off then. <laughs> That's just the general consensus. I mean, we just did 50 minutes on why tight end positions overrated, and I, I think we talked through everything, right? They're overrated from a warp standpoint. 
Um, and, uh, not from a warp standpoint. Warp is showing that they're usually overrated depending on your format. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't score very well. They're not really difference makers. Takes a special type of league, league settings, uh, for them to become incredible values. Even if you do have that, incredibly risky because they come out of nowhere to just smash <laughs> like the Evan Ingrams, the David and Jokus of the world. Uh, some guys that you relied on and spent premium draft capital on those leagues. Mark Andrews, RIP disappointed you. Tons of other guys. George Kittle was just fine. Dallas Goddard, Pat Fryermuth had bad years, badish right. years mm-hmm. to different extents. You look at keep trade cut ranks, how the community values them incredibly high. You look at dynasty trades, real dynasty trades going on in your league for tight end premiums that really shouldn't matter. Apparently, they matter way too much because some of these deals getting done are ridiculous. Oh. And then you go look at startup ADP, and that also tells you that, hey, as a community, I think we overrate tight ends quite oh. a bit. Oh, them trades matter, buddy. Them trades matter. They tell you a lot in those trades. The lab is one of my favorite places to go right now. Let me just see what's actually really happening. Like yes. all the noise is away. Let's see what the money says. That that is one of the greatest things too. You and I uh, kind of have a disdain sometimes for what we like to call conjecture season. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, the minute real football kind of gets played uh, for us, that's week seventeen of your fantasy season. Everything else is really just conjecture. Okay. There are some people who put out really good content and they have great data points and stuff to back it up. But you'll also just see a ton of, I think Keon Coleman's going to be a bust. What is that based on? Nothing. (laughs) Just your gut feel. It's fine. Everybody's allowed to have a gut feel. But if you have data to back it up, right? Non-conjecture season, right? actual data. Adam, what you're talking about is you can go to the lab. You can go look at real leagues with real money on the line where people are like gambling their money, their weekly paycheck, you know, part of it. I hope you're not spending your entire paycheck on uh, fantasy football. If you are, you are a true degenerate. (laughs) Seek help. (laughs) But they're putting real money on the line. They're putting their money where their mouth is, and that'll tell you everything you need to know about how people actually value some of these. Now, doesn't apply to everybody in your league, but if you play in enough leagues, I mean, you're talking – at least, the very least, if you're one of those sickos who likes 10-team leagues, you have nine other people. <laughs> nine other people where it may not apply to one, may apply to somebody else. Or it may apply to uh, another league that you're in with a right. similar situation. So, right. real money. No conjecture there. None. It, fade the noise, man. We take all the noise out. Let's just see what the, the meat and potatoes of this thing is, you know? Man. We're on a roll here this month. Uh, we've killed running backs. We've killed tight ends. <laughs> two different shows. <laughs> two different networks. <laughs> we're not even. We're not even sold that we're done killing things. <laughs> we might find something else to kill. <laughs> <laughs> tight ends are overrated. Running backs are dead. R.I.P. <laughs> Adam, anything else you got before we bounce out of here? No, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to cross any lines. Let's let's get out of here with our heads high. You know, before we do something crazy. <laughs> Austin, Felix, Matt, enjoy. <laughs> tight ends are overrated sorry not sorry that's gonna do it everybody we'll see y'all back here same time same place next week for canton bound episode 26 where i don't know we might mess around and kill somebody else absolutely <laughs> just know it won't be you guys we love y'all we'll see you next week peace yes. bye